Hi, this is Lori from Hike. Happy New Year. As I continue on to the second half of season three, I'm looking forward to bringing you more stories of hikers in the Midwest, but also expanding to other lesser known trails and even going global. So I look forward to bringing all of those stories to you every week. Today, I'm bringing you Denise Kivett, You might also know her as Blondie and Boots on Instagram. She's a Hiker Babes ambassador based out of Indiana. Denise gives us an overview of hiking in Indiana, some of her favorite places to go. We talk about just going for day hikes, um, even kayaking down in Indiana, also some overnights and maybe first-time backpack experiences, and then also longer Uh, through hikes that you can put together in the state. It was really interesting to learn so much about one of the Midwest states that's just down the way from me. So I look forward to exploring Indiana soon. We also get into Hiker Babes and talk about the community that it's formed, about her chapter in Indiana, and how its mission of really engaging women in the outdoors, and supporting the community that they live in has led to a growing community of women hikers supporting each other as well. You can find out more information about Hiker Babes in the show notes and also links to maybe find a chapter near you. So take a listen to my conversation with Denise. Well, I'm here with Denise Kivett. Hi, Denise. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Happy New Year. Yeah, definitely. Happy New Year. This is fun. This is a good way to start the new year. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So speaking of the new year, I mean, so are you one of, uh, are you the type of person that creates the goals for the new year? How did you do that this year? Um, No, not really. I used to, and I feel like with a lot of people, I just don't, when I set something hard and fast at the beginning of the year for the full year, I like lose track of it halfway through. I get busy. I get busy with work. I get out of routines. Like my routines never constant throughout the day with everything that I'm doing. So it's just hard for me to really zone in on something. Um, but like hiking goals and things like mileage or doing like a number of hikes within a year, for some reason, that's more attainable for me. So I always set myself up just reaching more goals and bigger goals in like the next year based on what I did the year before. So I don't know if it's really like a new year's resolution, but I feel like I just kind of build on things that I'm already doing to make them better to keep everything moving. Now my daughter got me like just a blank page journal. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and so I decided, and this was even December because it was for Christmas. I decided, okay, I'm going to at least write down kind of the hikes, just some thoughts behind what I do, the mileage, you know, stuff like that, nothing formal, but yeah. So, so I also, I think after 2020, um, I think I, I set goals and, you know, but then it just, everything got crazy. Right. And, you know, we live, we have the pandemic going on. So, so I've learned, you know, just to roll with it a little and Mm -hmm. um, we'll see how 2021 goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit more about you where Denise, where are you at? 
Yeah, I'm in central Indiana. I'm in Indianapolis, actually. So I was born here, grew up here, and I've I lived in Kentucky for a few years after college. And then I ended up moving back home. I think I've been back maybe like five years now. So, but I mean, I just, I love the Midwest. I don't see myself being anywhere else. And I've got a small family there here and I feel like I can travel all over. So. Yeah. As a person who's lived in the Midwest all my life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it gets, uh, it doesn't get the love that I think uh, other places I- get. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. There's, um, I, I have some property down in Kentucky actually. And the, the differences between even Indiana and Kentucky are so great in my opinion. I mean, there's a variety of things here too, but like in Kentucky, there's like massive ravines and gorges. And then if you go up to like Michigan, you've got like all these lake shores and all of those like paddling recreational opportunities. And that's all like within driving distance from where I am on any given day of the year and stuff. So there's just so much variety. I feel like I have so much of everything here. Yeah. So within your reach, you can go, you know, two, three, four hours either way and find some really cool places. I mean, being in kind of the mid Michigan area, the same thing, you know, um, Mm -hmm. can go to the West side of the state or up to the Northern (laughs) section. And there's a lot of, you know, great hiking up there. So you said you spent some time in Kentucky um, mm-hmm. obviously some good hiking. Um, I yeah. know when I've went through, oh gosh, um, is it, there's like the arches, the natural arch and different. Uh, yeah. And the footbridge, yeah. they've got the Daniel Boone national forest that has a lot down there. And then a lot of people go to red river gorge, which is, uh, like South, uh, East of Kentucky or not Kentucky, Southeast of Cincinnati inside Kentucky. And they've got a lot of formations like that there too that are really popular. So when did you get started hiking? Were you hiking like growing up or, or was Kentucky oh, kind yeah. of the, the place? No, um, I've done this my whole life. My dad took us these, those were like our family vacations when we were kids um, going camping for a couple of weeks in the summer. And when we got older, my dad took me on my first backpacking trip when I was 12 So I actually found pictures just a couple of years ago and they're on the mantle of my sister and I like posing like with our arms crossed in front of like the signs and like holding our trekking poles, like things you see on like Instagram today. I have like actual physical pictures of that have the timestamp even (laughs) in the corner. So, um, but he, he did all of that with us, like just everything. And I think because he had three kids and it wore us out for one we learned so much while we were doing it and didn't even know it. And it was also something like cheap that we could do as a family. I mean, buying a tent and we all slept in it and just buying like the sleeping bags to sleep in, like it wasn't anything strenuous for a family. I think in equipment, you know, you're just getting like basic equipment from wherever, you know, the local store, there's no kind of push of having these type of trekking poles or this type of right, sleeping yeah. bag. You, and, and oh, so yeah. yeah, something to think about, you know, where society, you know, kind of drilled us to this area now where we're yeah. so consumed with, you know, do I have the right uh, gear? But I mm-hmm. think, you know, the hike is what you make it. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's more about like what you do. Like I remember 
there was a, I thought there was a bunny. I was a little kid. I thought there was a bunny outside of the fire ring and I went to feed it a marshmallow. And my dad told me, don't do that. That's not a bunny. And I was like, yeah, it is. Well, it was a raccoon. Of course. Why would a bunny be out in the middle of the night? <laughs> but I was little and it's like, it's memories like that, that still yeah. stick out. And like doing Indiana state parks, they have a lot of, um, you can go and do trail rides with horses that they have there. And doing that and stuff as a family, like I, I remember doing stuff like that. And now as an adult going back to these parks, I'm like, I remember driving by some of these small corner grocery stores when I was a little kid with my dad and we had a little Isuzu rodeo with a little trailer with all of our stuff in the back, taking it to the, like, I remember these same drives now as an adult that I had as a kid. So it's just, it's something I've always done. That's great because not a lot of people have that, that, you know, those mm-hmm. memories of, um, staying, you know, in a place where then you can relive some of those hikes and kind of mm-hmm. look at it from a different perspective. Um, yeah. so what kind of, um, hiking does Indiana have? So I don't, I mean, I've driven a lot through Indiana, but I've not <laughs> hiked in Indiana. You know, it's always so, been like the pass through uh, or going, you know, yeah. to the city. Oh Yeah that's we're the crossroads of America. So I feel like I hear that all the time. Most people are like, I've driven through there, but I've never actually stopped. But um, I feel like we have everything. Most people think of Indiana and they think that we're flat and we are, but we're right on that dividing line of where everything's flat up North. And then where we start to get into the curves before we get into the mountainous regions in Kentucky and Tennessee. So we start to have ravines and stuff here and we do have, so like up north, we've got our lake shore with Lake Michigan and we've got Indiana Dunes. So we've got like the sand hiking and we've got that kind of natural area. Coming down through Northern Indiana is relatively flat for hiking and stuff. Um, but we have tons of waterways with being the crossroads of like highways. We're one of, we're a huge area where waterways cut through the state. So it's everything from like the White River to all of the tributaries that fall in right before they go to the Ohio down into the Mississippi. So we've got all these like natural formations with the water that we have, um, creating small gorges and then ravines that we have hiking through like central and Western Indiana. Once you get down to Southern Indiana, things start to get like hillier before you get down to like the hills of Kentucky and then the mountains of Tennessee and stuff. But it's um, what I find really unique is if you go to like somewhere Like when I go hiking, when I go down to my property in Kentucky, I have to hike out of like sometimes a thousand foot ravine. In Indiana, you don't have that. But as soon as you get to the top of that ravine, you have to go back down and climb out of another one. So it's like a constant roller coaster of hiking, which I honestly enjoy from growing up here. And I think that that's something that's where like the challenge comes in with hiking in Indiana. And you never know. I mean, it can be in the middle of December and we can have tons of water and our waterways were our trails are just completely flooded out where some places have more arid and dry winters and stuff like that, even if they get precipitation. So I feel like we live in a very unique area that's kind of getting a hodgepodge of everything that's around us. So, yeah, because you can go, I think South enough, you could probably still do a lot of things through the, the winter that, Mm -hmm. you know, even like here in Michigan, you can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like just last weekend too, I was heading to Northern Indiana for a hike and I ended up having to turn around because the roads had gotten so icy in Northern Indiana, but down here where I live, and this is just a matter of two hours where I live, completely clear, 
cloudy, but no precipitation, no problem with the roads. So it's like, it's drastic throughout like the state at all times. Like you never really know just even things like that, I guess. What's your winter like um, where you're at? I mean, is there, uh, do you get regular snow at all during, during the winter? Is it pretty... It's hit or miss. We'll go some, well, some winters are super mellow and we'll have like thirties and forties. Some winters will get ice storms. There were a few years ago. I feel like all we got all winter was just ice. It never even snowed. It was just ice every like week. And then like this winter we've had, we've actually had snow. I want to say like we got snow around November because we got excited. We're snow people. My boyfriend likes to ski and stuff. So we got excited for that. And then we were like, Oh, what if it doesn't snow at Christmas, but we ended up getting snow around Christmas time, so too, which is, it's, it's hit or miss though here. Like you can never really. And even if it snows in November, you have no idea if it's going to snow again in December. Like that could be it for the winter. So it's, it's a mix every year. I feel like. Yeah. So it sounds like you can do hiking year round at some point mm-hmm. and I mean, here yeah. in Michigan, you can as well, because sometimes the snow, um, you know, is around or not, or we'll have some thaws. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we can snowshoe or uh, yeah. country ski if that's, you know, mm-hmm. your thing as well. So, but it sounds like it also you were talking about the waterways. So yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of like canoeing and kayaking also. Yeah, we do. And there's tons of places for it from like the White River. That's the major river that runs through the entire state. But there's so many small creeks and stuff that cut through that people use. I mean, all throughout the state, like there's just not one that sticks out because I just know of all these areas that people go to. It's a there's tons of public access sites for fishing and stuff like that throughout throughout our state that are you'll be driving down like a state road and you'll just see a sign for it. So there's all kinds of access for paddling so for someone so like me um Mm -hmm. never really explored much of indiana besides like saying you know driving through um you know going to another destination if you were to give me some recommendations like Mm -hmm. uh say i just want to do you know i'm stopping off for two three hours on the way you know i'm driving um to kentucky and then you know on to tennessee or something where would you have me go just to experience, you know, just a a few miles of, of getting at least on the trail? I would, um, for hiking or paddling. Oh, both. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not at the same time, you know, but, but if so, so for paddling, I would suggest depending on where you're at in the state, the white river, um, in central Indiana, you've got the city, so it gets kind of bogged down with like you'd be paddling under like a roadway. But in northern and southern Indiana, it's free and clear through like the middle of nowhere, but it also runs by highway, so you'd be able to pull off. And I'm a big supporter of just the White River. It's our big river. So the river, is it something where it has a strong current? Like, can you, do you need someone to pick you up like, you know, a few miles down, like a shuttle, or can you paddle back easily? Or does it depend on it would depend that it would depend, but there's definitely um, places and opportunities depending on where you're at to get shuttles and stuff. Um, And then the other one I was thinking of is we've got um, through central like Indianapolis area, we've got Fall Creek and Eagle Creek. And I always see people when I'm hiking at certain parks, because they just run throughout the city. I see people paddling in them all of the time. 
So, and those are just like the neighborhoods they run through, they're like quiet, peaceful. Those are definitely easier to paddle back on um, if you needed to. But then again, too, I know of several places in central Indianapolis that offer shuttle services for things like that too. So, and then hiking. Um, here in central Indianapolis, one of the, one of my favorite parks um, is called, it's called Starkey Park and it's in Zionsville, Indiana. It's about 10 minutes away from where I live. It's a city park. It's off of the White River and it is, I believe six miles of trail. It also connects to a rail trail. It's the big four rail trail. So you can get more mileage there if you want to, but inside the park, it's a nat natural park with the dirt trails. It's about six miles, but it's got, I try to get out there at least every couple months because it's just so close and I have other opportunities too that keep me close by, but that's my favorite. And um, I feel like I've never hiked the same hike twice there. There's so many different routes. They've got so many small loops throughout the park. You can just kind of keep going and going, but there's also great signage too, especially for someone who's checking it out for the first time or just wants to stop by on their way through. There's tons of signage throughout with maps and shows, showing you where you are and things like that. So you're aware and can get back to your car. Yeah, that's, that's important. Like for someone who's new to the area or, or uh, hasn't been to yeah. the place yet. So yeah, signage. Uh, we don't always think about that. I, you know, I was just <laughs> hiking the other day and I was, you know, like, Oh, I've never been down this section before. And kind of looking and going and getting turned around, like, did I just make mm -hmm. that loop? Because, you know, again, bad signage, yeah. you know, or, mm -hmm. or no signage. I know. Yeah. yeah, that definitely happens. But start, I, it's not, it doesn't happen at Starkey and um, Zionsville Parks and Recreation. They have all of their parks have really good signage. That's something I, I like those parks. And they're in such proximity to where I live in Indianapolis because they're just the next city right there right next door to us. So they've got excellent signage. So, yeah. So those are some ideas for, you know, if I were going to do a shorter hike or mm -hmm. um, take a, a kayak or rent a kayak, I'm sure there's yeah. the rent them down there oh, too. Yeah. Like yep. uh, we have some places here that do the same. Mm -hmm. uh, what if I wanted to do like some exploring and maybe do an, a weekend or overnight backpack or even just camping you know, car camping is one of my favorite things too, to, that I've gotten more interested in, um, you know, during the summertime and stuff just to, to get out there. So, so what, what would be some of those recommendations? We, um, my recommendations would be central. Um, I've camped up at dunes, the Indiana dunes. I love camping up there. I've car camped up there. You get the Sandy camping beach camping vibes I guess from being up there because uh, that's definitely just another place in Indiana you can't come home without sand like going to Florida or something like that but um and I really like their campground I think I stayed I think I might have actually stayed at the National Park campground when I went though last year I couldn't get into the park like I wanted to because with COVID everybody was trying to get in and stuff so I just didn't go up there um but then there's my other two would be Shade State Park that's in Central it's on the border basically of Indiana and Illinois, but like directly west of Indianapolis. It's got excellent camping, excellent hiking too. Um, I just took the hiker babes of central Indiana out there in uh, 
September, September or October, and we did a camping and backpacking weekend. So we camped there on Friday night, rented several sites out, and then we backpacked Saturday night. They have, I believe it's two and a half or three mile beginner backpacking trail. So I took, I think there were six or seven of us that went on that trip, the backpacking portion of it. And then we hiked throughout the day, the rest of the time we were there. Um, so Shades is definitely a favorite because it's got a lot of opportunity to do all kinds of stuff. It's also on Sugar Creek for paddling. They do rentals there too. And then my other favorite place to camp in Indiana would be Hardy Lake in Southern Indiana. So it sits on a lake. I always go to the primitive campground because they have, in the primitive campground, they have spots that are on an inlet and there's only maybe 12 and they all sit on water. So everybody has a water view, everybody, but you just, you go without electricity. So it's also generally empty. <laughs> Those were some of the finds that uh, you, you had to look for. Uh, this yeah. summer, this past summer last oh, yeah. year, when uh, yeah. things were so busy. Well, we discovered Hardy Lake by accident. I was leading a group hike in Southern Indiana last summer. I can't remember where, but it, it was at another um, state park. That one was booked for camping. So I was like, well, I can drive down there in the morning, but I think it was like a two and a half hour drive. And the hike was supposed to start early, like at nine. And I just looked around and I was like, oh, there's this other state lake over here they're completely open so we just booked it just to stay the night and we were like this is the greatest happy accident we had no idea we didn't know where we were staying you know like why was it empty and this other park was full but it was just it ended up being a great place and it's just it's more for like fishermen people who um it's got a small area for like recreational like jet skiing and stuff like that on the lake but it's a smaller lake so it's just like a quieter vibe so we found that by a happy accident in 2019. And then this year we completely were like, oh, that's where we're going. Like everybody else is going to all these other big parks. I was like, let's go to that one. No one will be there. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I liked your recommendation for uh, the hike you did with the, the beginner backpack as well, because yeah, know, those are kind of, um, I mean, it's a, there's definitely a lot to consider when you're trying to set one of those up because, you know, trying to find the, the, you know, a place that you can hike out maybe a mile or two and, and things like that. So there's, I know in Michigan, uh, the Manistee river trail, I don't know if you've ever been up to that's that one. Uh, yeah. that's one where, um, for my kind of beginner backpack, it was just going in a mile to, mm -hmm. you know, to a primitive site kind of thing, yeah. like not stressing myself out too much or, you know, this was the first time I had done, this was the first time I did any type of overnight with hiker babes. Um, I've only been the ambassador for the central Indiana chapter. I'm coming up on my second year in February or March. So this was the first overnight and I was trying to find something that everybody can do. Um, I feel like a lot of people get hesitant and then they're like, oh, and we have to carry all this stuff. And there's so much that goes into backpacking and it can like, it can get into your head. Like I have to carry everything. Like then you start thinking about everything and like, what is everything? <laughs> but so this trail, like I said, it's short and it's flat and which is rare for shades because shades has a lot of ravine hiking. 
and creek bed hiking and things like that. So it's a, it's a rougher terrain than some of the other parks in Indiana. So it's not what you would expect, but it is relatively flat. So it worked great for the girls who had never done backpacking before. And then the, the other good part about it is you go back there and there's actually designated campsites. So you have a fire ring, you have a picnic table and you have a campsite. You're still secluded from other people. They do a good job of doing that. But it's something that you're not like, okay, so now I also have to set up camp. Like, where am I going to do that at? Okay, well, this doesn't look like a good spot. Does that mean I have to keep going? Like, there's just so mm-hmm. many. And then where do I go next? And how yeah. far is it? Is that one better? You don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah. yeah, to think about. And especially with increased traffic, I think mm-hmm. doing the designated sites is a good thing for the parks. And for- I do too. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. We have another park. Um, I've not been to it. I Things just keep happening that I can't go up there. It's Salamone uh, Lake, though, up in northern Indiana. It's about an hour and a half. Of, it's about an hour and a half north of me. They have a, I think it's a 13-mile loop, but it's more of like a beginner trail. And they, too, have campsites like halfway through. And I can't remember how many they have. I want to say it's like seven or eight but they've got campsites back there for people to stay at. You're not supposed to stay off of those sites so that they can keep everything confined to that area. So we've got a couple of places like that. So what about some longer uh, trips? Are there some trails that like where you can go four or five days mm-hmm. or put together your own, I guess, loop or something, you know, based on different networks? What do you recommend yeah. there? We've got, so we have the Adena Trace in central, central east Indiana. It's like directly east from where I am in Indianapolis. It's like about a 25 mile loop. So that'd be like a two to three day trip, depending. And then with that one in southern Indiana off of the Ohio River, we have the Adventure Hiking Trail, which is also another 25 mile trail. Um, and both of those are loops. So you're going to go in a circle so you can park at one place and end up there. Um, and then with longer trails, we have <clears throat> many throughout the Hoosier National Forest, Morgan Monroe State Forest and Yellowwood State Forest. Those are all in Southern Indiana and all in the general, they all kind of like run into each other. So there's the low gap trail, for example, that's, it's only 10 miles. So it's more of a beginner loop, but it's another loop that we have. And then there's just tons of, tons of other backpacking trails throughout there that you could make it a long through hike, or you could make your own loop. Like there's plenty of opportunities to make it an overnight. You hike in a mile, you come back out the next day or make it a seven, seven day trip if you want. Um, we have a long trail in Indiana that I'm working on this year. I was supposed to work on it in 2020, but COVID happened and my plans of when I was going to go got washed as like the governor's orders came out. The first set of governor's orders came out a day or two before we were supposed to go down and start this trail, but it's the Knobstone trail and it's in Southern Indiana and it's about 40 to 50 miles but it bleeds into 
there's this thing called the Visionary Knobstone Trail, which is 160 miles. And it runs from Morrisville, Indiana, down to Dean Lake in southern Indiana. What they have completed right now is 45 to 50 miles of it in southern Indiana. And it starts at, it starts in the Dean Wilderness in southern Indiana. So I'm going to start that. They do have the middle section called the Pioneer Trail. They've got it partially done. Um, and then a lot of it's roadwalking. So it's just not the idea of what they want it to be. They want it to all be in the forest. But my goal this year is to do the Knobstone, the Pioneer, and then the Pioneer connects to the northern part of the future Knobstone, which is currently named the Tecumseh Trail. It's 42 miles. And I think I got like halfway done. I think I got 20 miles in last year before COVID. And then that happened and I quit traveling so much and just staying where I could stay instead of doing all of that and stuff. So I'm hoping to tackle that this year though. And it'll be around probably 140 to 160 miles in total. So definitely some longer opportunities to get out on the yeah. trail. It sounds like definitely. Um, even yeah. if you're piecing it together and maybe hopping mm-hmm. along because of the road walks right now, but, but it yeah. sounds like, you know, something that, that people can, you know, create their own kind of uh, through hike of yeah. it. If you yeah, will. definitely. Okay. Yep. So now um, you had mentioned it, you know, when you're talking about some of the hikes and the group hikes you're leading. So tell me about Hiker Babes. Okay. So Hiker Babes is a national, technically they're worldwide now. They have chapters in Canada. I believe we have one in Africa, somewhere in Asia. Like we're slowly starting to spread across the world. Um, which is really exciting and just gives so many more people opportunities. But they started about three years ago. Um, The founder, her name's Monique. She's based out of Oregon. And she started this group. They're completely free to join because she wanted to find people. She wanted to find women to hike with and ladies to hike with. And she wanted to do this like in a safe way and give people opportunity So the whole organization is free for anyone who wants to join and it's open to all women of all walks of life. I've hiked with women who are super, very beginners have never gone on a hike before. And I've hiked with women who have been hiking like I have just their whole lives um, and have been doing everything else in between. So the goal of the groups is to um, help offer inspiration, give people advice. We're always asking I think that's the thing about having a women's only group. Like we have things with our bodies that are unique to us that if I go and post in a group with men and women, guys are giving me advice and I'm like, yeah, but you like, don't understand. Like it doesn't, that doesn't fit. Like there's nothing you can do. Like just there's things that are just specific. And then there's topics too, that I feel like women just feel more comfortable talking about amongst themselves, whether it's like, how do you go to the bathroom when you're out in the woods Um, like, what do you do? Like, if you start your period or something, like, how do you do all of this stuff? Like, there are all these questions, and we have a safe place for us to talk about that. And people ask questions about, like, how do you hike with your children? Like, how do you keep track of them? Do you buy a baby carrier? What do I need? Like, what? So it's, it's a, it's a safe place. And it's an open place too. like, I feel very blessed. I've, in two years, I've never had any type of issue within any of these groups. And I'm leading my second group as of this year with Hiker Babes too. So it's something, it's 
it's been the greatest, one of the greatest communities I've ever been a part of, because it's just been so opening since I've been involved with it. Wow. Cause it sounds that way when you're talking about just creating the environment where everyone's accepted and you can ask those questions and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe deal with those hiker challenges that, um, you can't talk with your, uh, your partner in life about, or, or, you know, yeah. your parent or whoever it might mm-hmm. be your brother, someone, you know, who maybe doesn't yeah. understand, you know, the situation you're in. So, mm-hmm. so I, yeah, I think that's a great yeah. option. So do you lead like a certain like hikes every, I mean, COVID probably changed a little bit, but do you try to lead hikes every month and then kind of do overnights too? What, what kinds of things do you do? Yeah, our main focus is, our main focus is hiking. Um, I aim for at least one group hike a month. Now I have a co-ambassador with the central group. Her name's Vanessa. So we kind of just talk about it and pick a place and put it on the calendar but so I try to help keep it with one one hike a month to help keep everybody out or get everybody out we really encourage people to reach out and connect with everybody and come out and meet people and then you have like a trail sister that you can hike with for the rest of your life so it's more about building community too I try to organize an overnight at least a couple of times a year I feel like those are just really hard, especially when we start getting more members and stuff like that. In the summer times, in the summertime, I'll camp at some of the parks before the hikes because we'll just have them scattered throughout the state because it's such a small state. We can drive anywhere in a day. Um, and I usually let people know if I'm going to be camping and things like that, but it's not an organized thing. I do um, a family fun weekend every year at a state park where we camp out and then I try to pick a place with either like a pool or a lake to get people out and trying new things. And, and so the family one, you're welcoming their, you know, the kids, the husbands, anyone can, can come to those, right? Right. Anyone can come to those. And I feel like that's important. I feel like women are primary caretakers in life. um, Just with a lot of things. I feel like women, I, I feel like I've been around more women who are more inclined to help take care of people and things of that nature. So I feel like giving people the opportunity instead of we're going to do a women's only weekend, which I did do last year was, I loved it. We had a blast, but my first initial hesitation was what if people don't come out because they can't find childcare. They don't want to leave their husband with the kids all weekend because they wanted to do something and they don't want to miss that. Like, why can't they just come along? Like, things like that. So that's why I really like doing the family fun weekend. But we did last year have our first uh, women's only weekend that was out at Shades doing the camping and the backpacking. And it was like, it was a huge hit and I loved it. And it's been, it's been something I wish I could do more of. I just feel like people are so busy and it's hard to plan a lot of overnights with such a big group. Our chapter now has over 500 members. Oh, wow. So it's, yeah. So it's something it's, it's hard to do. And it's something I'm trying to put on the horizon and get more feelers for. And it's just a process, just growing into the chapter and expanding and seeing where everyone wants to go and what they want to do. So no wonder you need a co-ambassador now. Yes. Yes. There's That's a lot of been people. so helpful. I was so happy because I feel like I was getting to the point where things were really starting to pick up. And then 
I got a message from Monique and she was like, I think I found the perfect ambassador for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking like, I need one. How do I get one? Do I have to ask for one? Like, how does this work? (laughs) So she definitely came at like the perfect time. So you do a lot of those chapter uh, events and kind of Mm -hmm. at that ground level. Are there also national things or kind of, um, I guess you said it's worldwide now. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if, if you're doing also some retreats or getting together. We have um, Monique, she's been offering retreats for the ambassadors. Um, Nothing for all of the hiker babes uh, who are just members, but so nothing for all of the members. We do have challenges that everybody can participate in. And it's something I've been thinking about putting together like a Midwest like summit for hiker babes. Um, I mentioned previously that I've got some property in Kentucky's and it's perfect like backcountry camping. There's a water spigot, (laughs) (laughs) but there's, there's a, there's a huge opportunity down there for like camping, backpacking, uh, paddling, swimming, hiking, everything outdoors basically that I can think of right now. Um, So I've been trying to think of putting together something for the Midwest hiker babes to try to get everybody out and see how that would go. Um, But as far as the challenges go, the challenges anybody can participate in. And that's another thing I really like. She's got, we have the hundred hikes challenge. So it's a hundred hikes. There's no time frame. Oh no, no time. No. Okay. No time frame. There's no um, official sign up for it. You just track your hikes on Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag journey to a hundred. So there's no time frame because the whole point is it's about your journey. Make hike your own hike, make this your journey. So your hikes can be a quarter of a mile or you can be someone who can do 10 miles in a day. Like it doesn't matter, but it's your journey. Make it your journey to a hundred hikes and get there, just get there. So And I really like that. Like it doesn't exclude anybody. It's something that's so easily attainable. I've watched so many people on their journeys to a hundred and it's so exciting to be like, Oh, I remember when she was on, when she first came out for a hike, like it's really exciting. And like to see how excited people get about, I've really hiked a hundred, a hundred different times. Um, She also does monthly challenges. So January, December, she had the hiker babes give and gallivant challenge. So we had to hike 40 miles and then just simply make a donation to Toys for Tots or your local food bank, like wherever you live. So we didn't have to make this donation to a national organization. We were directly impacting our own community. community. Yeah. Yeah. And then we hiked 40 miles and we got put into a drawing for Um, I think last year was a 25 or last month was a $25 hiker babes gift card and uh, products from this company called live botanic. So she reaches out to sponsors and gets them to sponsor to give these giveaways. And there's no official sign up for that. Like you just do it, you help give back. And then she gives back to somebody, a lucky winner that month. um, Something special. I gotta say, uh, um, we'll keep going. Well, I was just going to say this month's challenge is just simply to hike the 40 miles. So just starting off the new year, not, not, not worrying about your communities, but not having to give like that donation, especially like after the holidays, I feel like just getting the year off to a good start for yourself with the 40 miles 
and she's going to do another giveaway for everybody who finishes their 40 miles. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really, you know, being on Instagram, you get, you know, you see, you know, all of these challenges right out there, (laughs) you know, it's like 52 hikes and, you know, 365 days and, um, you know, just so many, yeah, so many things that are, you know, but I, I really love that hiker babes is saying, you know, it's your journey. Like you Mm -hmm. don't have to conform. We want to get you to a hundred hikes because then it's something that really you're living, but we don't have, you don't have to do it by these rules, meaning, Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, get it done in a year or you have to right. spend so many day, you know, time, so much time outside, you know, to qualify or, or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? She started um, after some of us, some of the ambassadors and stuff started finishing their 100 hikes. I think most of us started finishing around last year. Um, so that would have been her second year. She rolled out an adventure series, which gets us to try try different things so in addition to hiking so we're already hiker babes we already hike we already did 100 hikes now we're being challenged to participate like in a 3k or a 5k or go rock climbing or try kayaking stand up paddle boarding um there's one one of the things on the checklist for the adventure series is like introducing somebody new to hiking so there's like these different things it's not just she's advanced it. So it's getting you outdoors and trying new things and getting out of your comfort zone, even, even more within this same community. Yeah. I was going to also, you know, talk about that too, that about the community aspect, I think Mm -hmm. the community aspect is, is really nice. I mean, even, you know, that you're giving back in certain situations, but also uh, directly affecting others in your community by getting them involved, um, which, is a lot, um, mm-hmm. a lot more, um, I guess it gives you a lot more, uh, satisfaction, right? Like yeah, seeing that and, and being able to witness it and see mm-hmm. people out there learning and trying new things. So I yeah. think that's cool. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's really fun. It's been, and it's been something too, that's kind of, I've always been, I was, I was a sociology major in college. So I've always been very aware of like my social structure and everything around me in my own community, but it's made me since I've moved away from that and gotten back into like my outdoors and what I wanted to do when I was a kid anyways, (laughs) background. um, Since I've gotten back into that, it's kind of brought me back into that social work aspect where I'm like reaching back out to my community again. And I'm like putting my hand back in all these little cookie jars. And so I've, thoroughly enjoyed it. So you've been doing hiker babes for, this is your second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And second. you said it's grown to, uh, your, your chapter has grown to 500. Right? Yeah. The central, the central Indiana chapter is just over 500. I can't remember. It soared like uh, last night before I went to bed, it was below 500. It was like 485 maybe. And then today it was over 500 by maybe like 10 or 15. So even overnight, it just climbed. And we don't know if it's just like New Year's resolutions or what's going on. It might be, but you might get some of that. Everybody's been really active in it too with that. So it's been like my feed's been nonstop. Like I've been on my phone so much, I feel like in the past couple months, even like 
our chapters just grown. It was starting to grow so much that um, Monique and I got together and I opened up the Southern Indiana chapter. So I'll be leading hikes more in Southern Indiana. Our central chapter pretty much travels throughout the state because we're two to three hours of anywhere in Indiana. So we pretty much travel, but the Northern chapter, they stick up. There's a Northern Indiana hiker babes too. Um, That's led by Cassandra and Sarah. They mostly stick to hiking up North and then central goes all over. The Southern chapter will stick to just hiking in Southern Indiana. So you said chapters, you know, are popping up everywhere. Well, how mm-hmm. do, how would I find out, where do I go to see if there's a chapter near me or, um, or how to get involved and, and find mm-hmm. out more about the hikes and the challenges? There is, there's a website. So the Hiker Babes website has all of the information. It's www.hikerbabescommunity.com. And then if you're on Facebook, um, when I travel, I will type into the search Hiker Babes and then the state I'm looking for. And then it'll show you if there's some of the chapters, depending on the states, you'll have like a and I'm spitballing this. I don't know if this is a real chapter even, but like Hiker Babes, New York City. Like you might have chapters specific to cities or like in Indiana where our, we only have a few major cities and that would severely segregate the rest of the state. We just have it separated out into sections. So Northern, Central and Southern Indiana. But is the community as such that you like, it's very open where if you were in say Georgia, um, and you want to go hike with the hiker babes down there, you can just kind of reach out and yeah. yeah, I've definitely have done that. Um, I've not, I've hiked with some of the hiker babes in Illinois, a couple of, when I first got started, I actually on vacation, we had an ambassador in Tampa, Florida. I actually met up with her and we went kayaking, um, on crystal river, I believe just North of Tampa, if I'm not mistaken, But um, so I've had opportunities to meet up with other ambassadors. I've met the ambassadors from Northern Indiana. I've, I I want to meet more and I want to meet more hiker babes, but it's never, I feel like I'm in places. I'm one of those people who will go to like Lexington, Kentucky one night and stay somewhere. And then I'll travel to like Southern Kentucky and stay there. And then I'm back up over here. So I'm of like move around so if you're if you're not open to hike on that day I might not be able to and that's me <laughs> yeah yeah definitely get it me and I've joined tons of chapters and I, I comment on them especially when they're talking about places I want to go to and stuff like that so it's been completely open and I'm probably a member of 20 different hiker babes chapters on Facebook just so I can see what's going on and oh oh they're going there I need to put that on the list (laughs) so and you mentioned you guys do the monthly challenges um, Mm -hmm. beyond you know just the hiking and getting together and then having like the the women you know the ladies only night you know backpacking you did also the family fun so there's a variety of things for someone who may you know not Mm-hmm. you know, be interested in one thing, but they're, you know, really want to do yeah. this other type of hiking with you. There's, um, I know that there's also chapters in Ohio who are having um, mom and kid hikes. 
So, and it's something too that I know our Northern Indiana chapter is starting to look into because they're both mothers with younger kids and stuff. So it's something that, I mean, we're, I feel like we're trying to do it all, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I love that. I do it all anyways. Like I'm, I'm into everything. So this has been a community, the name's almost misleading. Like, I don't know what we would call ourselves, but we're so much more than hiker babes at this point. And it's been so much fun to adventure with all of these women. And so you mentioned in 2021. So this year you're looking at kind of completing that longer trail, putting it together and doing that. What other uh, adventures do you want to go on this year? What do I want to go on this year? I don't know. I've been, um, I've been working towards finishing hiking at all of the state parks, lakes, and forests in Indiana. So that's been on the list. I've been working on that for two years. I think there's like 54 or 56 properties and I'm about maybe 75% of the way done or so. But um, I've got so much other stuff going on. I feel like in my personal life that I don't have a lot of Indiana adventures planned this year. We are working on building actual trails on our property down in Kentucky. So it's completely just back country. And I was like, we need to figure out a way that we can actually take like a kayak down to the lake instead of like (laughs) the way we have to maneuver it now. So just trying to do that. And then I'm actually um, planning to go out to Yellowstone this year. So that's like my big thing that I've been working on and planning. So I'm working 160 mile hike Yellowstone so I haven't gotten to think about other than just trying to finish my state park and lake checklist but I'm excited to still do <laughs> now I've been thinking about doing the same with the Michigan State Park so mm-hmm. so yeah I'll uh, I'll have to ask you how you're tackling it <laughs> maybe because it, it is it's a challenge you know the geography of it just the timing but uh yeah oh I didn't think I thought I would knock out Indiana's in a year I was so confident and then about June of the first year I was like there's just no way there's just not enough time and I end up finding like another hike while I'm somewhere that I have to go back to so then I don't get to go to a new place which is fine like it's just the way the cookie crumbles but So it's been, I'm hoping three years. I'm hoping this is the last year of, I'll go back to them, but I hope I can finish them out this year. Well, I like that you're not pushing yourself just to get it done, you know, enjoy it, right? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yep. Well, Denise, it's been great to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you. In Indiana. (laughs) So now I'm going to put that on my list. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We get overlooked, but we shouldn't be. (laughs) How can people follow you and uh, connect with you on social media? Um, the best way is probably my Instagram. It's Blondie in Boots. It's B L O N D I E, and then just the letter N Boots. So, all right. Well, I will put links to Hiker Babes and then also to your Instagram and things like that. And um, yeah. And maybe I need to join that hundred hike challenge. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much fun. It was a fun time. Thanks again, Denise, for sharing information about hiking in Indiana and the Hiker Babes. 
Look forward to learning more and getting my boots on the ground in Indiana. So make sure, check the show notes, ways to connect with Denise, learn more about Hiker Babes, the trails in Indiana, and also find out how to support this show and get some sneak peeks and exclusive content. So until next time, see you on the trail.